Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. So last week I sent out um, the first of a series of emails that I did mention in the last podcast. Um, And they came from this awareness I had that when it feels like everything's on fire or you look around and so much seems wrong that you can still find you're happy, right? Like how do we still be okay when so much is not okay? And I think my ability to do this has definitely come from the countless ways I have invested in life coaching and life coaching certifications and personal growth and development. Um, and just my curiosity about humans and psychology. But a lot of it does come from my abortion work and my willingness to be okay when things don't make sense, to not let anything, any one thing run the show. Um my abortion taught me so many things, but really it like the bulk of my work since my abortion has been around like things are just messy. Like there is no clarity. There is no right or wrong or good or bad or even truth gets real messy. So when we let things be messy, we have to find ways to be okay, right? Like in the in my personal life in 2023, it felt like, oh my God. And I know I was not alone in this. It felt like just one thing after another, but then also so much joy and so much happiness. I just I just visited my daughter in Colorado for the first time. She's been living there for a year. And as we were driving from the airport to her her place, I was realizing that I traveled four times in the period, in a one-year period, um, which is not typical for me. Like, I have traveled a lot in my life, but usually it's more like once a year, sometimes twice, but like, <laughs> I did a lot of traveling. I went to... Um, I went to Utah for an event. Um, it was like a kid's sports event, but that, you know, I flew to Utah. I did a lot of traveling in Canada this year. I did, I went to France. Um, 
actually the the year started I was in Arizona I was in Sedona and then I visited my daughter in Colorado so it was interesting the, the reason I got here is that um I keep naming sort of the last year as just an absolute shit show but also there's been so much joy and so much happiness and I have let myself be in all of it and find my happy no matter where I am in all of it. And so actually coming home from Colorado was when I came home, I came back into my house and, you know, there's that piece of me that like couldn't wait to be home and I love my home, but then also when you when you step away for a little bit and then you come back into your space, um, I think a lot of us as humans do this thing where we we compare. We like. I started thinking, um, you know, how do other people have their lives together? And I'm walking back into this like lovely but unfinished house. And I have to face all the frustrations that were here before my child before my travels. And I was just in this sort of rampage around like the storm in my head about where my life is at. And often when I get to that place, I just start doing some cleaning because it really genuinely feels better to clean up my space. Part of it is just frustration and like trying to get my shit together. But, but I do know that like in a clean, organized space, I can think clearer. I have more room. I um, less is in the way. Less is making things muddy. So, like that level of mess is one that we do have control over, right? Like I can control the mess in my space. I can't control the mess in the world. I can contribute to the mess in the world, or I can contribute to cleaning up the mess in the world. But I can't eliminate it the way I can in my space. And it feels really good to actually just clean my space. So I was doing that and I just kept seeing things around my house that were like, oh my God, how do I live like this? And how do I find my happy when this is all around me? And it just all sort of started piecing together. Like I want to share more about how I am not just okay, but like better than okay, like really thriving, even when things are a mess. And so I decided to start really small last week. I sent out an email sharing a picture of this shelf in my bathroom. That was just like, so fucking disgusting (laughs) is where all the laundry soap goes. And like, it just was really, really gross. And it was one of those moments where I was cleaning and I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I live like this. Now, it'd been years since I just like literally took a wet cloth and wiped that shelf. Um, And no, it didn't make it perfect. It didn't make it like all better. It didn't solve all my problems, but like there was a way to feel better in that reality. And so I took it. <laughs> um. But it was after that moment and what stirred this new email series, which I think I'm going to share as like graphics, but I think I'm going to keep them in my email list and not share them 
in Instagram, um, which is where I share the bulk of my my content. Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm still a little shy about even sharing some of the stuff that I'm planning on sharing that's like kind of vulnerable for me. Um, and that's just my own work. Like, you know, to share a piece of my house that's grimy and disgusting and then be like, oh my God, everybody's going to judge me and think I'm gross and blah, yada, yada, yada. I guess I'm just not ready to put that on Instagram quite yet. (laughs) So anyway, um, I started sharing this email series because I started realizing there's these moments that feel like the SOS distress symbol. It's like the world, like everything is wrong and I need help. Like I can't do this alone. I need help. Um, That's how I see that symbol is like, send for help. I'm falling apart or I'm not okay, or I'm not going to be okay unless I get help. So there's so many of these moments in our life that are just like this, this SOS distress symbol. And as I was thinking about how I find my okay, like how do I find happy amidst the chaos um, amidst the frustration, the anger, whatever it is, I, I just felt like easy and fun to grab those letters, SOS, and turn them into something else, right? Like a lot of my work is like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn it into something else. Like, I don't have to let it stay a distress symbol. I can turn SOS into something more meaningful for me, something useful for me. And so this, as I was thinking that day in my, (laughs) in my rampage, as I think I called it, um, I, and I'll share the screenshots from this particular day on the blog, on the like blog post of this podcast on my website. I have not, like I said, I've not decided if I'm going to continue publicly sharing these. Um, Maybe I will share them on my website, but not on social media. It just feels like (laughs) um, sharing on my website is a place where I don't have to manage comments or I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. But I'll share the screenshots in this blog post because like the website podcast blog post, because um, I think it's useful to for you to sort of understand better what I'm talking about. But I came up with this formula, and I've done this other work around like the three P's, um, permission, perspective, perseverance. It's all kind of similar but different ways to speak the same thing. Um the those all still apply. I can link to my my work around those three Ps. And also this phone wallpaper that I stand by with five pieces, which include the three Ps, and then just um this additional like honoring what we want and honoring our future, which comes from my four part um podcast series way, way back. I think it was like episode. 25-ish, something like that. Um, 
So I've been doing this work for, like I said, I've been doing this work for a long time with clients in my own space, in my own world, and then um, continuing to grow and learn through certifications and programs. And so even though it feels like I've been in this forever, like it's all still like shaping up. What is my voice in the world? What is my message in the world? What is my place that that I want to be um, of service. And so all these things kind of come together. But in terms of this SOS formula, I think essentially like that's what we're all looking for is how do I be okay when I'm not okay? <laughs> and how do I do that without like, gaslighting myself, right? Like, I don't want to just pretend I'm okay. I don't want to just like cover up the pain or the mess or the fire. Um, I want to, I want to acknowledge it and accept it for what it is and then harness the control I do have and let go where I don't have control. And so the, the words that I came up with that that allowed me to transform that SOS distress signal are situation, observation, solution. And again, they're sort they're they're not different than other things I've talked about. Um, but they're a way to maybe remember them. Like when I'm beaming that SOS symbol, like someone help me, here's how I can help myself. The situation piece is to acknowledge the reality, right? Like um, whether the reality is that dirty corner of your house or global um, like human distress or local elections or whatever it is, right? Like what is the situation? And one thing many of us do is resist the reality. We see it, we don't like it, we react to it. We don't acknowledge it and accept it. Now, accepting it does not mean we like it. Accepting it means I see it for what it is, right? Like, I see that this is the reality. And so of the SOS formula, situation is just this. It's acknowledge the reality. In the work, I, the original life coach training I was in where we talk about the model and we talk about a circumstance, right? So your, your circumstance creates, and I at the end of that podcast series, like number 29 or 30, there's there's one that describes all of this. Um, and there's many other places in my work that describe this. But we, in the model, we talk about our circumstance creates our thoughts, creates our feelings, creates our actions, creates our results. So that formula, I still come back to often. Like it's, it's a life-changing way to look at the world and understand yourself and change your situation and all the things. But the situation is sort of like the circumstance, right? In the SOS formula, it's like acknowledge the reality. It does accept the reality for what it is. 
be be present to it, witness it. Um, that doesn't mean we like it. It's just I I am standing in this reality. Now, the next piece of the formula is the observation. So that is just for me, I observe this reality and I choose to access perspective, right? So when I see the dirty soap on the shelf, that's the situation. My first observation comes with a lot of assumptions. It comes with a lot of perspective. Like, we're slobs. We can't get our life together. Um, Seeing the shelf stirs up these, like, reactive thoughts and feelings. And those reactive thoughts and feelings don't, they feel really true, right? Like, (laughs) when I see the shelf and think we're slobs, like, that feels really true. It feels like, as, as one of my mentors says, reporting the news, right? Um, it feels like I'm reporting the news, like, no, look at this shelf, we're slobs. But if we really observe, we can access the perspective of like, okay, we're slobs is one way to look at this. Another way to look at this is this is a shelf. It has soap on it. Um, I can choose to wipe the shelf or leave it that way. I can choose to blame myself for having let it get that far because I'm the primary cleaner of the home or I can blame my family for not noticing and cleaning stuff like that, right? There's just so many different perspectives I can take in observing that situation. Now, those of you who are listening because of abortion, there are so many different perspectives you can take when thinking about your abortion, when thinking about the decision you made. For many of you, you come to me for coaching because you are still stuck on the situation part of it and you are resisting the reality that this is now a part of your experience right like you resist like many of you will say things like I it was like an outer body experience like I didn't I don't know who made that decision I don't know who drove to the clinic I don't know who you have not come to the place where you're acknowledging your reality in an in an accepting way like this is my truth now and so when you get to the observation part, there's so little perspective or your perspective is like ping-ponging back and forth. I made the right decision. I made the wrong decision. I made the right, right? Like those are two perspectives. I made the right decision. I made the wrong decision. Coming back to the shelf. I'm a slob. I'm a, you know, I'm a human who deserves compassion, right? Like um, the a lot of you are ping-ponging back and forth, right? Let me circle back a little bit. Um, I made the right decision. I made the wrong decision. 
those are two perspectives, but the whole point of my work, this playing in the gray, this like allowing the messiness, this getting rid of the black and white narratives is about accessing more than two perspectives, <laughs> lots of perspectives here. So the observation piece is about accessing lots of perspectives for the reality that exists. So we, we acknowledge the reality, that's the situation part, and then we observe that situation by accessing lots of perspectives, as many as we can. When we do that, like you'll feel your nervous system start to settle. Um, if you haven't already felt it settle when you acknowledge the reality versus resisting the reality, you will feel it start to settle when you start observing the the rea- the situation, when you start accessing perspective. It may be too hard for some of you to observe before you've acknowledged the reality, but sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can still resist the reality, but then observe it from multiple perspectives, and then it bounces you back to be able to acknowledge and accept the reality. So there's no special order here. Sometimes like doing one thing will release another, but you will feel your nervous system calm down. Like you will, if you're really attuned, you'll feel yourself get grounded, like feel more steady, feel more stable. You will feel things calm and chill out. Doesn't mean they're perfect. It doesn't mean you've solved the problem, but you will feel things settle. And when you feel things settle, that's the place to move on to that third, second S, which is the solution, right? What power do I have in this situation and how do I want to use it? In the case of the shelf, the power I have is to leave it, to ask someone else to clean it, to clean it myself, to like there's, I, what is the power I have and want to use? Coming back to abortion, because I'm always going to do this in this podcast. It's been a life-changing way for me to look at life, like to look at our humanity. Um, I am now a person who's had abortions. How do I want to use the power I have now with that reality? What perspective can inform a solution? How do I want to move forward? There is always a way to use your power to move forward and be okay. It's like, how do you turn down the light on that distress symbol? Because when you're in the moment, whether it's I've had an abortion and ruined my life, distress signal, signal, distress signal, distress signal, like blaring flashing red lights someone help me or a stupid shelf in the laundry that is disgusting right my life is falling apart I can't get my shit together I'm a wreck the light is flashing (laughs) the whole point of this SOS transformation this formula for me is to chill out the light turn down the light and move from the distress to a place where you were either A, just okay, like you're gonna be okay. You don't, 
you know that you're the one who can help yourself. Or B, you're going to transform that situation into your power and find a solution and actually find you're happy inside of it. Um, let yourself find not just your power and control and ability to calm down, but oh my gosh, I can find my own joy in this situation. I can transform this into something meaningful that changes my life. <clears throat> so again, I'm going to share the slides from this week. I don't know what I'm doing moving forward if I want to keep sharing, because a lot of it will probably be pieces of my house, which when you all see them pieced together is going to be like, <laughs> in my mind still, I haven't done my inner work around this is like, if I only show you the, the parts that stress me out and not the good parts, like you're going to think I live in all that stress. So I, whatever, that's my own work to do. Um, but I will share the slides um, in this podcast show notes on my website. I do want to say, and I share this in one of the slides, like, I think taking action, finding a solution is a form of acceptance. When we, I'm going to use an, the abortion example. When we're in that scared, um, distressed place where the light is flashing, like I'm a mess, I need help, everything's falling apart, I'm going to die is how it feels, right? Like when we're in that flashing distress place, not taking action is staying there, right? Like action is a form of acceptance. Once I choose to take action, I have accepted the reality. I have acknowledged this reality exists and here's the power I have to work within it. I do think action is a form of acceptance. It is a way of saying, I acknowledge this reality and I'm going to do something about it. It doesn't matter, like you can move in different directions what you're going to do, but taking action is a way to accept reality as it is. And a lot of people are stuck. They're like afraid to take action because they know that. Because they know that if they take action, there's an, in that is an inherent acceptance that this is the reality. If I just ignore the dirty shelf, if I just bottle up my abortion and put it in a box and pretend it never happened, like I am not accepting that reality. I am denying that reality and trying to move around it. So when we take action on a specific situation with perspective and find a solution, it is a form of acceptance. And that acceptance, again, is very comforting. <laughs> it sounds scary to accept a reality that you don't like, but taking action is a way to accept it and harness some amount of control. So I may not be doing the best job explaining this yet. I may not have done the best job explaining it in those slides, but I'm going to keep trying because I really think all of this is so important. Um, and I think that 
when we take that action, when we accept that reality, we take the action acknowledging that reality, we create new situations. We create, as in that model that I that a lot of my life coaching work is founded in, we create new circumstances. We action delivers us a new set of circumstances, a new set, a new reality to live in. But a lot of us don't want to take that step. We don't want to take actually probably a lot of you listening, if you're still listening to me because you found me after abortion, you haven't asked for help, right? You haven't booked a call with me. You haven't hired a therapist. You haven't talked to people about your situation. You're stuck in inaction because you're stuck in a place of resisting the reality, right? If I If I talk about this with someone, if I get help, it makes it real and I don't want it to be real. So I'm going to stay in inaction, but that is not working. (laughs) Like, Like we can get around that for a little while, but mostly that inaction, that fear, that paralyzed fear, that deer in the headlights, like if I take action, it makes it real, um, is just this resisting of reality. And so taking action, booking a call with me, getting the help you need is a way to create new circumstances in your life. It's a way to create a new reality for you. And in doing so, you can start to like acknowledge these patterns, these formulas, these templates, these ways that not only can you be okay after abortion or after whatever it is, but when your distress lights go off, when your SOS sign goes out to the world that things are not okay, if when you take the time to explore all of this and work with somebody and reflect on it and talk about it, you learn those patterns and you can repeat those patterns in lots of places in your life. So in this new email series, what I'm really hoping to do is show you how over and over and over again, you can use these templates and formulas to like for different parts of your life. Like you can use it on a gross corner of your home covered in dirty laundry detergent as much as you can use it when you have an unplanned pregnancy or a hysterectomy or an accident or the loss of a loved one or you're facing um world distress like i'm hoping that in this email series i can show you over and over and over and over again how the same formulas the same ways to look at life you get better and better and better at practicing them and using them to change your reality to the way you want it to be, not to deny past reality, but to create a new one that you want. And that for me is like the magic of life is like growing and changing and evolving in a direction of my choosing. Um, Not always from situations I would choose, (laughs) but growth in a direction of my choosing. 
um, life throws us a lot of things that we, we wouldn't choose. Um, but we can always choose the way we grow forward. So if this is interesting to you, make sure you're on my email list. Um, I really want to get better and better at showing you all how much power you have, showing you all how much control you have when it feels like the world is out of control or your life is out of control. Um, you There's so many ways you have power to move forward. And many of them, you're actually changing your brain. You're changing the way your brain responds when that SOS distress light goes off, right? Like in doing this work over and over and over again, you're changing the patterns in your brain so that it gets easier and easier and you start taking new routes toward the growth that you want. So this isn't all talk. Like this is actually changing the way you live. And now we could get into a whole nother discussion that I still don't totally understand, but believe, which is that you're not only changing the matter and direction and neuro pathways in your own brain, but that you're changing like generational patterns, that you're changing, um, you're changing like networks that you can't even see or understand. <laughs> You're changing your family future. You're he doing healing work for past generations. Again, whole different conversation that is like almost so big it blows my mind, but I do believe it exists. The value in doing this work is so much bigger than you could ever imagine it to be, not just for you, but for all of humanity. So. Please always reach out to me if you have questions. Um, when you are a content creator, when you are sharing your thoughts about life in the world, whether it's in a podcast or a social media post or an email, you're always you always only have the capacity to like have a certain portion of the conversation. So many, so much of what I share, I'm just sharing a fraction of it. And it's not until we get into an, a verbal conversation, whether it's on the phone or in a Zoom session or a coaching session or just like a conversation at a coffee shop. It's not until you really play into a conversation that you can understand the depth of it all. So that's always like amazing and frustrating to me that, um, that we can share these ideas we have, these belief systems we have, um, and that many people will run away with it in just their perspective, which is fine. But really understanding the depth of things has to happen on a personal level, whether it's one-to-one -one or a small group conversation. Like, you really start to understand and use the nitty gritty of this and also transform it to what works for you, words that work for you, like tweaks of templates and formulas and tools and resources that work for you. Um, that happens when you get in, I think, human to human. I, 
I don't think we can change the world in isolation, right? Like we can't just come up with these theories and ideas and practices and resources and change the world like in our in our own little tunnel. Like we have to be in it with people in one-on-one conversations, group conversations, um workshops to 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 really evolve things in a way that's useful. So um, take whatever you like of what you're digesting from all of my content, but know that the real juicy stuff happens when you talk about it with me in a coaching session or with other people. Um, You're only ever getting a fraction of my perspective. Now, when I say that, Remember, that's true for everyone you follow, right? You're only getting a fraction of their perspective. And if you want to deepen it, you have to do the work to go deeper um, internally um, with others, with that mentor, with that coach, whatever it is. So make sure you're on the list. Book a session. I promise you (laughs) it's really good stuff. Um, Or take this and run where you'd like with it. Until next week. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.